Welcome to another sick podcast, Anvil Show. Yes, I'm rocking shades. Yes, I'm inside. But tonight is Rivals Night. So I think I need to block all of the hate that's going to come our way. We have a guy from the Jags. We have a guy from the Texans. And hell, we might even have a guy or two from the Titans. We'll see. But before we get into all that, Sammy, go ahead and bang that, please. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. And Bill Show. The sickest Indianapolis Colts podcast. It's going to be sick. Sick, sick. Yes, sir. It's going to be sick. Let's bring the boys in. Pat Acosta, where you at? Yes, sir. What I, got my, I got my glasses on, man, because I feel like this is going to be like the episode of the Chappelle show. Hate, 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 hate. I just thought it was because you were stoned. <laughs> there it is. I beat you to it tonight, Pat. I'm rocking. I'm rocking the shades because this is going to be a fun one, man. This one's just entitled "Rivals." Sammy, go ahead and bring on the rivals. Bring them in. Yes, These sir. Guys. We have Tyler down on the left. He is Jags fan of the year from last year, and of course, we have our guy Matt yes, from sir. many a Anvil shows past. Welcome, sorry, fellas. Sorry. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. I I completely plan to turn this into, like I said, one of my favorite Chappelle episodes, the haters ball. (laughs) We just talk crap about each other's teams in the most respectful manner. That is right. Fair enough. Uh, Yeah, we should have some fun tonight, man. (laughs) I don't know. Pat, are you hiding? Are you crying? I mean, that's actually the best picture of Pat I've seen in forever. (laughs) Let the hate begin. Even when it's it's amongst ourselves, we will definitely bring the hate. All right. Oh, damn, he's back. (laughs) And I could hear every word. Good deal. I didn't say you could hear it. (laughs) <laughs> and now I've got a special guest that I can't just throw out. Oh, uh oh, Miss Moonpie! All right, everybody, be on their best beha- behavior. She didn't. She can't. No, she didn't you don't get need the, those. She get the memo. It's boys' time. She didn't get the memo. <laughs> <laughs> you get to Omaha. Everybody gets one. <laughs> that's, that's the next that's cold, cold cheerleader of the year right there, buddy. Oh, Omaha is not limited to age. Anybody? What's she getting Omaha for? Because she knows it's boys' time. Being cute and adorable. All right, anyway. Did you go see Barbie? Yes, no. you did. Anyway, moving on. All right, Why here we go, Barbie? man. We're going to go ahead and get into the show. I got to start with our trademark, so here we go. I think we're going to start with the division champ down at the bottom. I mean, they never get a chance to be on top, so let's let them talk first. <laughs> Nine and eight has never felt so great. <laughs> Tell us about it, Tyler. My bad, my bad. All right, fair enough. Um, boy, again, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's an exciting time to be a Jags fan. Um, uh, with the way we finished the year last year, um, win the division, uh, that wild card game against the Chargers, which whew, that took some years off my life. 
watching that, a 27-point comeback. Um, and then we battled the Chiefs close in their house. So, uh, you know, everything on paper, um, I, I, I'm thinking we're repeating as division champs. And hot take, I don't think it'll be close. I don't think it'll be close. Man, that's tough. So if you don't, if it's not close, then give me give me the the record projection. What sure. Are you, what are you um, I think, like I said, I, again, barring injuries, and that goes for any team, obviously. But barring injuries on paper, what we have, what we've added, um, another year under Doug Peterson, which I think, obviously, the difference between him and Urban couldn't have been more night and day. Um, I say we get anywhere between. I'm confident between 11 and 12 wins. Um, I'll go 11 and six. I'll be really. I'll just say 11 and six. I, I I hate to say it. I don't know who else in the division. The Titans. I don't know what they're doing. They're they're not rebuilding, but they have Tannehill at quarterback. They have Levis, uh, that kid from last year. They have so they have like three quarterbacks. Mike I don't know Lewis. what's going on there. Henry is obviously a beast when healthy, but again. His age is starting to tick up there a little bit. The wear and tear on him has been outrageous. Hopkins is kind of a, you know, what I mean, it's kind of a shell of himself. Uh, so I don't know what's going on in Tennessee, um, but I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I'd say they probably come in seven to eight wins. You guys probably, I'm going to give six wins, and Houston, I'll say four to five. Hold on, Matt. Hold on, real quick. What? Bullshit. Oh, okay. Honestly, I had you guys like no kidding winning division. I said it last last week and I was cringing saying it, but I think mm-hmm. this year, yes, you guys are the most complete squad based off of what happened last year. I think you guys definitely came out of the you know out of the blue because you started off kind of a slow season and oh, yeah. it, was, it was a slow start yeah for sure. I mean, for sure. no hate bro a lot of things you know just yeah. it the way they did but hey you cannot change what happened in the playoffs you're down that big at oh, yeah. home and come back and beat the chargers i mean look people talking about injuries here and there i don't care you play with who's on the field so I commend yeah. you, but it just shows how wild our division is because oh yeah, years ago we went nine and eight and got laughed at. <laughs> Absolutely, no, it's uh, I, 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 I do think the AFC South has the potential to be the most entertaining division because there is a lot of question marks. Like again, with the Colts, for example, you know, and the whole Anthony Richardson. You know what I mean? Is he going to start? Is he not going to start right away? His potential. How does he do? You guys have a new head coach. Obviously, with Houston, you know, you guys have new head coach, new quarterback, Will Anderson. I mean, a lot of changes throughout the division, which makes it enticing, which I think is good. It's good for football. Like, obviously, I'm a Jags fan, but at the end of the day, I want to see our division do well. So, like, in years past, the Jags did make the playoffs. I'm rooting for my AFC South teams in the playoffs and stuff. Like, I want to see our division do well because I think our division is very disrespected as a whole across the league. Like when people talk about divisions, I feel like for the most part, they laugh at the AFC South, like, ah, the AFC South's a laughing stock. So I, I want our division to have that legitimacy and see teams do well. Uh, um, just not against us, but uh, as a whole, like I, said, I don't really hate any of the teams in my division. I think part of it is because our division hasn't been around a super long time our team has not particularly been very competitive. So there have not had any really great rivals, but like I said, I had kind of 
I actually don't mind the other three teams in the division. And uh, I think the future is bright for Tennessee. I don't know what they're doing, but you guys, Houston, with your guys' quarterbacks, I think those two could uh, be um, franchise quarterbacks for you guys. So really excited for the season. All right. Well, I'm going to onside kick it over to – hey! Hey! First of all, I'm very sorry for being late. I got the times wrong. That's my fault. I will not allow that to happen again. I appreciate for having me on, guys. No worries. No worries. Um, now, we got to get your name. I'm sorry. We didn't know which one we were going to get. Yeah, me. yeah. So, my name is Sal Manfredi. My uh, Twitter handle is Sal from Jersey. Um, I'm with the Sick, po- Sick Podcast Talking Titans. Um, just to kind of piggyback off of what was already said, um, listen – I'm I'm one of the more realist realistic fans in this fan base. Sometimes I'm a little too pessimistic for the rest of the fan base's liking. But the bottom line is this: um, teams that I actually legitimately fear in the division, with no disrespect to Houston, I think they're right there. It's just so early, but uh, I think the Colts are going to be a lot better than a lot of people think. I think Anthony Richardson. Um, just on sheer athleticism alone is going to win you guys like three or four games that probably wouldn't have won without him. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, the Jags, listen, the Jags are an excellent football team. They're on the rise. I just think their fan base puts a little bit too much stock into the fact that the Titans lost seven games in a row last year. (laughs) uh, Yeah, about that. Had about a a 95% chance to win the division after week eight. (laughs) And we had one of the more colossal uh, collapses in NFL history. So I give, I give Jacksonville all the credit in the world for doing the opposite of what we did in the second half of the season by winning all their games as we lost all of ours. But the bottom line is this, the Titans with a good offensive line, which is obviously a big question mark because we lost a lot of pieces, brought a lot of new faces in, not a whole lot of experience. But if our offensive line is even below average, because last year they were historically bad, if they're even below average, this team really has the potential to be a juggernaut. Nobody realizes how good our our defense is. Um, It gets slept on a little bit. We get thrown on all the time last year, but mostly due to injury. Um, We brought in guys like Arden Key. I know you're familiar with him. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm really excited. And DeAndre Hopkins, obviously, if you're not from Nashville, Tennessee, or a big fan of the team, you're thinking to yourself, all right, here we go again. All right, Julio Jones, part two, Randy Moss, part Randy two. Randy Moss. All right, Andre Johnson. This is where elite quarterbacks go to die. But in this situation specifically, I think it's a little bit different. The guy's only 31. We saw what he did last year when he was on the field. He hasn't lost a single step when he can touch turf. Um, and I'm just, Yeah, I will say this too. Hopkins, I think, in the league right now, I wouldn't take another – I think he has the best hands in the league. I wouldn't take another receiver over him based on his hands. Like, if a ball's in the air, I would trust him probably to come down with the ball more than most, yeah. to be completely honest. Yeah, I mean – But my, my question for you is, is Tannehill going to be enough for Hopkins? Well, is, is that it, O-line going to be strong or Levis, enough? Or is it uh, – yeah, I would say the quarterback thing, is it you have Malik – Willis, Levis, and Tannehill. What's yeah. going on there? Uh, well, from what I've gathered, it appears Malik Willis is edging Levis a little bit right now in the second slot. Surprising most, yeah. If you weren't in, if you're not a big fan of the Titans, you wouldn't know that. But all reports point to Malik Willis taking the next step, um, and it looks like he—it's his job to lose as far as the backup role is considered. I love the two of them tremendously. I love Malik Willis. I think he epitomizes what an NFL star should be. The way he carries himself on and off the field. Obviously, we saw he couldn't put it together last year, but the bottom line is this. If you've watched our show, Sick Podcast Talking Titans, I've been very, very down on Ryan Tannehill as of the past year or two because 
He hasn't been able to perform in the biggest moments. Nobody wants to realize that Derrick Henry took us to the AFC Championship game four years ago. Ryan Tannehill didn't throw over 100 yards in a single one of those playoff wins. So it's going to come down to if he can uh, right his wrongs. We've talked revenge tour every year, this, that, and the other thing, and it's never come to fruition. So this is his last dance. Put it in basketball perspective. Um, and uh, it's good to know that we have two very hungry rookie or young guys behind him that are fighting for a spot. And I got all the faith in the world that one of the two is going to be the future of our franchise. And I don't usually defend the Titans, but in, didn't you guys have the most guys on IR last year, yeah. like the most injuries as well in the year? Like so I do remember the time we played you in week 17 or week 18, you guys were so banged up. You didn't recognize half the team on the yeah. field. Heck, exactly. Josh Dobbs was in there. Josh Dobbs, Josh yeah. There yeah. Over the past five years, you could argue Jesus the Titans Christ. are the most injured franchise in professional sports. I mean, you name it. We've had stints. Derrick Henry's on the IR. Ryan oh. Tannehill, when we had A.J. Brown, he was always on and off the report. Um, you know, Jeffrey Simmons had a little bit of an issue last year, too. I mean, we've had very big issues with uh, strength and conditioning, and they haven't been able to figure out a guy who's able to keep these guys in the field because everyone knows when this team's fully healthy what they're capable of. Like, we've beaten the Buffalo Bills. We've beaten the Kansas City Chiefs multiple times in their building and in ours. We can compete with the big dogs. It's just a matter of staying healthy, and you could say that for every team, obviously, um, but we got a lot of cornerstone pieces on both sides of the football that are ready to take the next step. We just need all the stars to align. So And, and Vrabel's right. a good coach on top of it as well. Uh, he absolutely uh, is. Absolutely I tell, is. You, I tell you what, though, man. Adam Brank freaking destroyed y'all today. He did. I yeah, couldn't believe he that. Did same, he did the same thing to us a couple weeks yeah, ago. He's not a big fan of the South. He, he gave us like three and fourteen or something. Yeah, crazy shit. Four, I, I don't know yeah. who I don't know who his dealer is, but I'd really love to get a, a hold of him. <laughs> no shit, because he's got some really excellent strands of marijuana in his. Uh, hey, in his, Sammy, we got to get Adam on the show, man. What the? F- yeah, <laughs> like we yeah, got to bone we, a pick with we Adam. Get him on here, bro. I want to know what leaf he's smoking on because if this team only wins three or four games, then they're the, you know Broadway is going to be on fire. I'll put it that way. <laughs> um, All right, so, let's uh, let's also I kick it over here to Matt. Matt, you tell us about the up and coming Texans and all the, yeah, the, the yeah, greatness that are, that are y'all. For sure, for sure. You know, I think a lot of people have already talked about it. You know, um, new head coach. I mean, for that matter, basically a whole new coaching staff. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of new faces, man. Um, you know, in a lot of new positions. Um, I've got a floor at four and thirteen and a ceiling at ten and seven. Um, you know, I think this is this is a team that you know. Provided you know the coaching goes well, you know, and we and we have guys, you know, I think uh, I, I think key people you're you're gonna see as far as um, you know you know their rise and fall will be the Texans' rise and fall. Kenyon Green, um, you, know, you know, last year a first round pick. I think as as he rises and falls, I think again this this team is going to. Um, Nico Collins is looking to be our our number one wide receiver um, after having played a couple years in a second role. Um, you know, that, that's going to be kind of a big, a bigger leap for him to come in. Um, and then we got guys like Sheldon Rankinson, you know what I'm saying? Coming in from, from two different franchises, um, you know, looking to it, to again, kind of, you know, anchor another, you know, weaker front and, and, and bring that up, man. And I just, you know, I see a lot of potential here. I'm looking forward to next year talking to y'all at this time. That's, that's what I'm ready for. I can't wait to be in a year from now. And go. These are our new pickups. These are our new draft picks. And I and I think that we're we're a team that's really hungry now. Um, 
you know, to that, and that's that's to put it as is is as frank as I can. You know, I mean, I mean, I think yeah, again, you know, it things go right, you know, we might inch in the playoffs, but I think it's it's definitely it's a rebuilding year for us. You know, this is this is a time to strip away the old guard and to get something new. You know, we've had a, we've had a lot of the same regime. You know, even even going beyond Bill O'Brien, Tim Kelly was still there. A lot of those Patriots leftovers were still hanging around, man. Um, you know, I. I think I think there are even some more personnel changes that maybe need to happen in in regards to our front office um, that that maybe you know to finish that that rebuild um, and yeah I mean I just you know it, as hopeful as I've been as a Texans fan in the past three years um, just really looking forward to the future I love D'Amico I love his story I love you know you know he he felt like the heart candidate to me. You know, you know, you, you, there were a lot of guys, you know, it's money, it's, you know, hey, I want to move up in position, but he picked us, you know, you know, Denver called him at the last minute, that was a report that came out that said, hey, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll pay you more, we want you to come in, and he declined to, to go away from a bigger market to go, no, I, I want to come back home to the city that drafted me, and go, and I, and I know that I can, I can make a difference here, you know, and, and just his character, his leadership, man. Whether whether we win a game in twenty twenty three, I'm I'm proud to have D'Amico Ryan's as my head coach. All right, that's dope, man. Nice. Awesome. Cool. Well, let me ask you a question, Matthew. You said there's some other front office people that you think needs to get gone. Who? Well, you know, there are <laughs> Hey, why does that matter? Like, what the fuck? Who cares? Because I just, I just want to know. I want to know who he's talking about. Nobody gives a shit, man. Like, Omaha. Somebody gives a shit because I asked a question. We don't Omaha. know the people in our front office like Mr. that. Like, cool mode um, D. This fucking guy. We er, kind of have. Were, there were some <laughs> early reports that that um that um Nick Casario um would be out um as our GM um as of right now he is still acting general manager um and he would be one of the last guys that is a holdover uh, from the from that, yeah exactly from that same kind of you know he, even when bill was here we wanted him it it, it ended up not working out at, at least during, during bill's time but um what chin bill o'brien <laughs> <laughs> he was awesome <laughs> last playoff appearance was with, with, with good old Bill. Yeah, he, he won a lot of games for you guys. He did. Yeah. He won yeah. a lot of games for you guys. 2018. Yeah. All right, man. Let's have some fun here. Let's let's go. Like I'm the king of like most random questions. Who is the best player in the entire division? <laughs> let's start. Let's go around the horn. We start. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor. Okay. Lawrence. Well, Trevor hey. Lawrence. You heard it here first. Within two years, two to three years, he will win a league MVP. Guarantee it. All right. <laughs> Guarantee it. Bruh. This is his. Hey, this is his division for the next decade. It's his division. I'm going to repeat what I know. said when I came on. There are a lot of Jaguar fans that are putting just a little bit too much stock to the fact that we dropped seven games in a row. In a, in, a, oh, in a season where we were up four games in the division before yeah. Halloween. Epic. Okay. Say, Epic our offense, you have Trevor Lawrence, Christian Kirk. We get Calvin Ridley, fresh legs off that suspension. Travis Etienne, Evan Ingram. Doug, I mean, I'm just going to 
scary hours. Scary. Like before, Sal, scary. Like, you missed this, but nine and eight has never been so strong, bro. But hey, okay. like I said, I was telling Probably them, I think you missed it. We've had a lot of bad years, so uh, I'm a little probably more optimistic than most Jake fans, <laughs> but uh, we've, we're usually the punching bag, so I'm uh, thinking He's positive. Ready. Thinking positive. All right, Sal, who you, who you got? Best in the league, or best I mean, in our division. I don't want to be biased. Like, I don't want to be bi- or I should – yeah, I mean uh, – <laughs> Do I mean, it, bro. I'm gonna go let with me, DeAndre. Me, DeAndre, listen. I, I, I was telling I like everyone. That. I was telling everyone and their mother that Calvin Ridley was the best receiver in the FC South this year, up until Hopkins. about a week ago. So, um, at their best, at their best, yeah. there's nobody better at their position in the AFC South than DeAndre Hopkins, in my opinion. Now, there's some guys in there that we don't know yet. I mean, okay. Anthony Richardson could be a absolute superstar from day one, and. That could be it. We could find out that he is the new Patrick Mahomes, even better because he's even more athletic. But that remains to be seen. I'm talking about what we know already. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, 100%. There's nobody better at their position than him when he is 100% healthy. And I think that's not too crazy of a thing to say. I can't even argue with that. I can't argue with that. He's when, when healthy. Yeah, he's a top three receiver in the league. All right, Matt. Where are you at? Best the player in the division. Uh, well, you know, by, by that same standard, when healthy, by position, I'm going to say Quentin Nelson from the Colts. Um, not to, not to kiss your ass. But, um, yeah, when healthy. I mean, I don't I don't think that you he's a beast. He's, he's a beast. He's a top two offensive guard in the league. And I think not not all that's that's on tape. That's that's purely on on I mean, you, you can watch the film on that. I mean, he's a he's a beast, man. And I'm I'm really looking forward to him kind of having having a comeback year um and re, and really reinstating his place as is the top guard in the NFL. Um I think a close two and three though would be Derrick Henry um and Laramie Tunsil. Uh, again, if we're talking position lists and we're just saying, hey, you know, top guys at, at their thing, again, with all those same standards, Derrick Henry healthy, I think is is crazy. The, the yeah. best running back in the league. I'll yeah. say it. Yeah, and everyone well, healthy is the best running one. back in the yeah. league by a mile. Yeah. He's Absolutely. the biggest running back, but he ain't the best. He's uh, no, Pat, I argue <laughs> with you, you on know, this one. You know who the best uh, is. Come Derrick on. Henry, when healthy, sad. is the best running back in the league, and it's not even close. And that's coming from a Jags fan. Oh, I've watched oh, Henry do stuff to our you team. Yeah, your team. You've watched him absolutely throw. He's just. Oh no! We run all over. He runs all over the Colts too. Where you been? But his epic, his epic stuff is Jags games. It is. He put him on the IR last year. Pat, that's nothing to say. Come on, man. Oh man, that's a low blow. That's a low What team? What team tackled his ankles and tried to take him out of the game? Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> and I, and I, listen, if you guys are going to try to come at us with the Jonathan Taylor is better, then please save that for the for the uh, the open uh, mic. Okay, maybe people at an open mic will enjoy hearing Jonathan Taylor is better than Derrick Henry, but nobody on a serious. And I think Jonathan Taylor is a specimen. He is very good at running and catching, which is very hard to find these days in the NFL. But I mean, you know. Nobody's is it based on? Him. Is it? Ba- is he doesn't? He doesn't have. He doesn't have enough yet, right? He has the the monster season, and then he has a couple solid seasons. Last year, yeah. was crap. He had yeah. over a thousand yards total, but I mean, he missed seven yeah. games or some shit like that. Yeah. But we seen what he could do two years ago when he absolutely tore the league apart. 
But Henry is a specimen. I just I I've I mean, been on the, I was on a sideline pass years ago, and I've only been wowed by two players physically. He was one of them, standing and watching him up close. He looks yeah. like a man among boys. Yeah, um, here's the difference with Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. You you give him six inches. He's going to hit a home run. That's all he needs. He needs six inches of space. Mm. He's got the speed, acceleration, and the agility to do it. Derrick Henry, you could have all 11 guys locked arms in front of him, and there's still a chance he's going to take you to the house. That's where I think it separates the two of them. I have all the respect in the world for Jonathan Taylor. Like I said, I think he's an excellent athlete, and he's a great piece of your puzzle if you're looking to take the next step offensively. But, I mean, it's just – it's tough. It's really tough. I mean, I I always always ragged on T.Y., because he would always take giant dumps on us every year, and I just never wanted to give him his flowers. But now that he's out of league, I can say, you know, he was an absolute stellar receiver, very underrated receiver in the National Football League. Okay. But I'm not, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like say that, you know, one of my one of my receivers, like um, at the time, I don't even know, I couldn't even name one of our top receivers like ten years ago. Uh, Kenny Britt. Britt. I wouldn't say, yeah, Kenny Britt. <laughs> Kenny, Britt. Kenny, Britt is <laughs> Kenny Britt's better than T.Y. Hill in any day of the week. He's bigger, stronger. Oh, God. Kenny Britt from Rutgers. No, I'm, I'm going to jump before I get the boys up top go. I think, like, healthy and completely just, you know, he's open and ready to play. Like, I don't think there's a better player in the whole division than, I'm going to call him his old name, Darius Leonard. Like, mm. what he does on the field, like, he's a turnover machine. And to have a guy that, like, constantly – it's one thing to make tackles. We know he leads the league or he's always in the top ten or whatever when he's healthy tackling. But just to change the game on one single play, like, you can, you never know when that's going to happen, whether that's an interception, strip fumble, or just a, a punch-out fumble. And, like, the, what he was doing for the last two years leading up into last year with the injury was, like, insane. Like, I almost felt like every time, like, we can get a turnover on defense. And that's an amazing feeling to have. So to me, I think he's the best player co- for what he can do when he's completely healthy. That's just my thoughts. But I'll kick it to you, Pat. Who's the best player in the division? Uh, Leonard is one hell of a spot to take. Uh, and I'm not going to take nothing away from Henry because the guy is a beast. He's absolutely a tank. Uh, but he's stoppable. And uh <laughs> You talked about locking 11 arms, and, man, I just don't see it. Sammy, uh, I, make sure you clip that, please. Pat, <laughs> <laughs> I usually agree with you, but not on this one, buddy. Uh, not on this hey, one. Uh, I, I, will get that, I will get that viral in five minutes. That's I will get that viral. That's fine. Bring it viral. Because that's great. When, when we got our smallest guy on defense that can stop Henry and Kenny Moore, and now you're telling me 11 guys locking arms can't stop that guy? I'm not believing it. I'm sorry. I watch Henry I'm not taking time. nothing from I'm him. Not saying because, every time. Because he is an absolute stud. No question about it. But I just – I don't think he's the best anymore. I have you seen Henry do unspeakable things to our defense. I watched him – this was 2019 in Nashville on a Thursday yeah, night you're game. You're talking about your defense, not mine. 99 <laughs> yards. He drug our entire defense <laughs> down <laughs> in the end zone at that, that game. Epic. He scored four touchdowns, 300-some yards. I have never seen a performance like that at an NFL game in my life. No, that was, that I, was an insane game. And, no. you know, like, to me, there's only been – and I and this doesn't – you know, uh, disclude or uh, not disclude, but this does not include Earl Campbell because I didn't get to see him play. But the only other guy that I can m- remember running like him was Christian Okoye because Christian Okoye was just a big, mm. 
strong dude, and he just ran in straight lines. Like Jared, Derrick Henry's not trying to juke you. He's going to mm-hmm. like run over you, and then if he gets the separation, he's gonna run away from you. And he's gonna stiff arm you, right? Like so, there's not a whole bunch of like agility stuff you're going to see, and that's what makes him different to me. You know what I mean? Like, we, we remember the run that was John DeTaylor. He said six inches against, you know, the New England Patriots takes it to the house. Derrick Henry head on, you know, freaking collision, <laughs> take it to the house type day, type difference. So you're right on that. I mean, there's nothing you can do about a 260-pound 6'4 guy that runs. I will say he's got the best whatever. stiff arm I've ever seen from yeah. anybody. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, he's in like the 95th percentile in arm length for every <laughs> running back drafted since the 2000s. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Derrick Henry, Henry, Henry averages 92 yards a game against the Indianapolis Colts, just for uh, sake of discussion. I would say that's pretty damn good in uh, 14 games. I think it's, um, in 14 games, he's got 1,300 yards and seven touchdowns. I would take that as an NFL GM. If they say sign the dotted line, you're gonna have 90 yards a game against your division rival. I take it, but again, he's- I, I will. I will I'm go the other. Way. I, you- I will go. I will go the other way with that and say I'll take our defense, keeping what you call the best running back ever under a hundred oh, yards. No, not whatever. ever. He said ever. ever. In the okay. NFL, yes. Okay, right but now. locking 11 guys' arms together and he can drag them to the end zone. I'll take under a hundred yards yeah. every game. Every game, I will take that. Clip that. Uh, I don't know, man. Clip it. I don't know. I watched him drag our whole defense for like 320 yards I've on national TV. Um, Tyler, you keep making me say this. This is your defense, though. I understand. But I mean, I, again, dragged I feel kind of sick standing too, so. up for a Titans player, but the blasphemy, Pat, the blasphemy that you're speaking right now against Derrick Henry, respect the man. Respect the man. He's got the greatest stiff arm ever. He's an absolute <laughs> tank. Um, would I ever have him on my team? Absolutely. The guy's an absolute beast. But to right. say, to put him as the best player in the AFC South, I can't do it anymore. Okay, can one, one last say. thing. One last thing, guys. I just want to say one thing. A few years ago, yeah. Okay, so one last thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle off the yardages on the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games against the Indianapolis Colts. Not gonna be the good. last one, 128 yards. After that, 114. Then then when he got hurt in, which was he had almost 70 that game. 113, 178, 103, 149. I, I I'd like to think. Um, he's doing all right against Indianapolis Colts in the last couple of years. So, um, I mean, he's doing all right. He's doing all right. He's doing all right. He's averaging over 100 yards a game against the Colts. He's got a couple buck 50 games. I'd love to see Jonathan Taylor's stats against the Titans over the last two years. But I won't go that route because I'm going to, unfortunately, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not good. I'll do it. (laughs) Do it. I'll do it. It's fine. I'm kind of afraid to ask what Henry's done against the Jags. Because I'm going to be talking to him tomorrow. And I'm going to show him this clip. Sammy, clip this. By God, absolutely clip this so I can give it to Jonathan so I can fuel the fire that man has. That's awesome. Okay. All right, Pat, you had a long you had a long nap here. Okay, Acosta, your turn. Who's the best player in the division? Jesus Christ. I got to give my big boys up front some love, man. I got to go with DeForest Buckner. He's going on year eight. He's looking for a dominant performance. You know, he lacked last year in a lot of things, but – you know, between him and Grove, Big Grove, man, uh, you know, that's a tandem team on that front, on that defensive front that cannot be ignored by any team in the league. 
I mean, them two together, just phenomenal team, you know, phenomenal defensive line work. But DeForest, you know, he's going on year eight. I think he's going to come in, dominate um, not only our division on the defensive line of things, but he's also going to, you know, show us what he, what we traded for him for um, yeah. and his dominant performance. For sure. So here's the thing. This is a point of contention because this goes back and forth. So Big Jeff or DeForest Buckner, right? This is this is the conversation when it becomes between the division and shit. Sometimes the NFL. So I'll go back down to Sal. Sal, what do you think? Well, Big Jeff. I will answer himself. that question, and I'm I, this is I'm going to be very biased, but I, I had to close this argument with one final piece of information. Uh, Jonathan Taylor has played five games against the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to rattle off his yards. I'm going to rattle off his yards. No, no. Last game he had 12 yards. The game before that he had 64 yards. The game before that he had 70. 42 and 58. He's never broken 100 yards against the Titans. Yeah. He's got one touchdown in two and a half years against I the Titans. In the Titans, he's averaging 3.9 yards a carry against the Tennessee Titans. So realistically speaking, yeah. um, I understand, and I'll say it a million other times, I think Jonathan Taylor is a specimen. I think if he's used properly, he can be excellent addition to an offense. But any day and twice on Sundays, I'm taking Derrick Henry against any squad of men. And uh, I have to take this to back it up. Big Jeff is my pick, always and forever. He's the best. He's offensive tackle behind Aaron Donald. The defense rests. The defense rests. Look at that. I like that. Pat, look, next time we got to be prepared, bro. Like, you sh- we're spitting from emotions here. It's we ran down the stack. Like I said, we look, we look psycho. It's just for the fire. <laughs> we look it, fucking it, nuts. Because we're going we're gonna to come back after we play you twice this year. And you're going to oh. see the dominance because you've pissed him off. Okay. Fine. All right. I mean, I don't I don't need to piss Derrick Henry off. He has over 100 yards every week anyway, so I'll take those odds any day. But if that's what Jonathan Taylor needs to get over 100, oh then piss him off. Piss him off all you want. I love this. Pat, thanks for inviting me on. This is yeah, great. I, I, like I fucking love this. Like uh, and, and, and the only reason Henry has got 80 billion freaking yards it's because that's the only weapon you have. I mean, but that I mean, no but longer. That's, oh, that's the argument that you know anybody would have with any great player. I mean, see, look at Ricky Williams. Like, I think the Dolphins literally ran his legs off of his body. But mm. <laughs> that was he was a dog when he was doing it, right? I mean, I, I have made that argument until you can't make that argument because ultimately nobody thinks that you know running backs are are worthy right now, right? We hearing what's going on in the NFL. But shit, you take Derrick Henry off this team or John the Taylor, Saquon Barkley. I don't give a shit how good these offenses are. The first thing he'll say is, we can't run the ball. Like, damn. So you kind of kind of balance that out. You know what I'm saying? And I I think that maybe they can't. I mean, Derrick, what is Derrick Henry average? I mean, how many carries does he average a day? Do you know that off the top, Sal? He gets a lot. Very near 30. Very near 30. He gets a lot, right? right? So wear and tear on a man's body, I understand that, but – Shit, if the dude is conditioned to do it, then shit, let him do it till he can't. That's that's the way I see it. Yeah. So he lives in the gym. So. Super Bowl, fucking. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen a few of those those gym videos of his, yeah. and it's freaking his doing all kinds. His of muscles shit. have yeah. muscles. Fucking chains <laughs> and shit. Like I don't know, he's fucking crazy. But all right, let's 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 kick it down to Matt. Let's change the topic. Let's go biggest surprise in this total division this year. Like, what do you think is going to be like a shocker? You could pick team you could pick amounts of wins you could pick a player i don't give a shit what's the shocker this year in the afc south Ooh. oh i'm going yeah, yeah man you up okay. buddy I yeah, can't, yeah, I can't yeah, the keys. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you up dog you gotta think about it 
yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying yeah, big, biggest shocker in mm. the hmm. Oh, I, I think I know this. I'm gonna be biased, so whatever. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> yeah, I can come back I'm, to you, I'm, man. I'm, I'm I'm gonna have to give it to the to the Titans record, man. Um, you know, I th- I think Mike Vrabel is the best coach um in the AFC South. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, man, I think, I, I think people are, are, are really underrating, you know, yeah, I mean, their, their whole performance. Um, if I had to go a player, um, yeah, I mean, I would, I would say Jonathan Taylor's probably going to come back with a vengeance, to be honest with you. Um, you know, Sandy had a down year last year. I think, I think he's going to be a, a right up there again, top five running back. Um, yeah, that's my pick. All right. Tyler, what you got, buddy? Um, again, not trying to be biased. Um, but so I kind of have two. So the two that stand out to me, one is Calvin Ridley. He, after that suspension, he's got a lot to prove. He was suspended for a whole year, but people forget he was an all pro, uh, when he got suspended. So it's not like he was bad when he got suspended. He was a top, you know, 10 receiver in the league. Um, so he had a year off coming back with a vengeance, his, his off season, his OTA, his workouts, everyone said he's unguardable so far. I think he's going to come back out and just shock the league. Um, but then at the same time, um, I also put Hopkins in the mix. I think Hopkins will re- – will, I, I guess it's not so much a shocker, but I think Hopkins will reestablish himself as you know the top three receiver in the league. So I'm going to go with Ridley and Hopkins establishing themselves as uh, top-tier receivers in the whole league. We're still mm-hmm. here. All right. Sal, what you got, boss? Um. <clears throat> I'm going to say two things that should make two groups of people fairly happy. I think uh, uh, AR-15 and um, Stroud are going to be – or at least have better rookie seasons than um, Bryce Young. That's probably my bold prediction of – I agree. I I really do. Absolutely. I think um, Bryce Young just – he's just got too many – uh, things going for him. I just he, everyone says he's just flawless in practice, and I know that it was, doesn't always translate, but more times than not, it does. And again, I can't state this enough. I think Richardson is really uh, to say a specimen would be doing him a disservice. I mean, he just has every tool imaginable that you would want in a quarterback, um, yep. and he's just so raw. Like we don't even know if he's even come close to his potential. He's played, he's been at Florida for a cup of coffee and now he's going to be an NFL starter, <laughs> rightfully so. But you know, we, we could, he could be better than Mahomes, honestly, if he can put it all together. Cause he just has so much more strength and athleticism in my opinion. Um, but a name I want everyone to remember, and this is very important, especially inside the AFC South okay. Traylon Burks. That's a name I want all five of you to remember. Nobody talks about him in the league. Nobody talks about him within our fan base as far as the division's concerned. Uh, he is a star in the making. He is a guy that when healthy, and he's had some injury concerns his rookie year, uh, but when healthy, he is a Jamar Chase-type guy as far as what he can do. His ball-grabbing ability is insane. Uh, big guy, crisp route runner. And I think with DeAndre, that's going to free him up. He's going to be see so many one-on-ones. He's not going to know what to do with them all. And he's going to be a name a lot of these fan bases in our division are going to know about very soon. And not to hammer the point about Brescian, I was actually at the NFL draft this past spring, so I was up close by the stage. Richardson literally looked like a defensive lineman. He was bigger than some of the defensive linemen on stage. Bryce Young walked out right after him, <laughs> not to be offensive. He looked like a midget. I don't know how I was like. I mean, he, <laughs> he looked – so tiny and i'm like i understand sizes and everything but i'm like 
Say that again. I'm just kidding. He, he, <laughs> right after That's ball grabbing, I love it. <laughs> if he's, if, if they say Bryce Young's 5'10 or 5'9, they're lying. He's like 5'8. I mean, that guy is short, short. And Richardson, like you said, his, his physical specimen, he was bigger than half the linemen up there. It was insane to watch up close, like scary. Like you said, scary, what he could be. The potential is sky high. We like that. All right, Pat, where you at, boss? You had all this time to think about this. I'm trying to remember the question. Repeat the question. Biggest surprise Jesus. in the AFC South. That's it. Oh. You're not even <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I will definitely go with Richardson being a surprise. I, I really think he he's going to shock a lot of people. You know, um, a lot of reports saying that he and Minshew are going to split time with first team reps and this and that. I just don't see it. I don't see him paying fifty something million dollars to the to this young rookie and and not getting every penny out of him. Um, the second surprise is uh, Matthew. What was uh, your third pick? That defensive guy, Will Anderson. Anderson. Will Anderson. Yeah, I, I I think he's going to be. A force to be reckoned with. I really, really do. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, Acosta, you said you got a roll here in a second, so you up, boss. What's your surprise? Yeah, just first and foremost, guys, I apologize. I'm going to have to dip after I answer this question. I got to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I still got to finish dinner. So Um, I think the biggest surprise, again, I'm going to be biased. I think, honestly, the biggest surprise is probably going to be Alec Pierce. Uh our wide receiver. Um, he's just, he's showing so much potential and, you know, all he needs is a deep ball threat, which he's gotten in, in AR 15. So I think he's really just going to surprise us this year. He's going to have a breakout year. Um, you know, he's got great route running ability. He's got the quickest hands. Me and Pat seen this at training camp last year. He's got the quickest hands out of any receiver I've ever seen in my life. And I think and over time, it's only going to get better. His footwork's going to get better. Um, so I think he's really going to shock um, not only the AFC South, but the league this year. I mean, he's if you looking at fantasy receivers, I'd definitely draft him first. And I'll tell you one thing that really stuck out for me, uh, to piggyback on you, Acosta, is a lot of receivers, when they see the ball coming, they're already out, stretched out for it. He waits until the last minute. And it's absolutely beautiful. It was when I when we seen him inside that first training camp practice that we went to. When it's just like his hands just come out of nowhere. It's just like they're there. He's running, and then bam! It's just it's crazy. I mean, it's just you have to see it in person. It's absolutely insane. So I'm gonna go. But, I'm sorry, I was trying to mess with the with the sound. All right, you out of just, here? Yeah, just real quick. Just y'all keep having fun. Sorry, I got to dip again, guys. But three o'clock comes early, so. Y'all keep having fun. It was this has been great. So y'all have a blast. Hopefully we'll do this again soon. Okay. So I'm gonna go. Um my biggest surprise will be uh I'm gonna go a position group. I'm gonna go Indy's wide receiving core. Right now they're just, you know, who are they, right? But I think like the addition of people like Josh Downs that can create space, 
and then give Michael Pittman room to work as well with as long with our, our also our big tight ends. I'm gonna just throw them into there as well. And then Alec Pierce, like we just talked about. I just think our group will be better. I don't know. I'm not picking like top five, top six, nothing like that. But what I'm saying is going forward, you know, it might not just be a talk that hey, the Colts don't have receivers. I think that you'll see something out of our receiving core this year. And then the other group that I'll say, honestly, and even though I already picked them to win the division, <laughs> that it could be that the complete opposite ha- happens to the Jags. I and mean, this is what I mean, not in a negative fashion, like, oh my God, they go back to being three and 14. But I just think that a lot of things went right last year. We talked about this before Sal joined. A lot of things went right and a lot of things went wrong for other programs in the Jags, nine and eight, right? Nine and eight was a, that's what we had two years ago and it didn't get us to the playoffs. So what it says is, to me is that this division is still like, up for the taking in all honesty so i mean you have an 11 to 6 maybe you said maybe 12 games maybe but i I just don't think that i feel like the jazz could very much be humbled and fall back to a you know it's a six and ten team or whatever the hell right like i I just i just don't see a whole whole lot but you guys are six and ten six wins i mean i do like i I don't see that happening is trevor lawrence not playing quarterback for us or no. did, did I, mean, I miss he, something or what's going on? Go, just a couple years ago, you would be happy with six wins. Was his no. numbers mind blowing? Like he, he played great, but was his numbers mind blowing? Like to me, no, like they he is. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm not a good person to ask. I'm too biased, but <laughs> Lawrence to me is the, he's the future in the face of the NFL. He's got to cut that hair then. If he's he be will, he's oh, cut that hair is glorious. That hair is no, no, no that hair like got to flow. It's part of his look. He's got to stop <laughs> looking like a member of Friends before he can be the face of the NFL. He is. Dang. He will. I don't know when he will. I would not be surprised if he passes Mahomes soon, the sooner or later. Come on, bro. Because I need your dealer has. too. Put your dealer in the mix too, please. <laughs> Adam ranks. <laughs> <laughs> Mahomes. We gonna line him up, see who's got the best shit. <laughs> would you still think that? Hey. Would you still think that if we didn't drop seven games in a row last year and you guys didn't I win mean, the division? I. Oh my god! No, this, you I, wouldn't. I can no, answer that. Wouldn't. I just think this. I'm not saying he's better than Mahomes. I'm saying the potential. The I think with Peterson as his coach, the weapons around Lawrence. I think he has the potential to start getting to that conversation. Maybe I should rephrase it. Um. I'm not going to disagree think with you. I've Lawrence, if you're building a quarterback in a lab, that's who you build um, in a lab. He's the perfect specimen for a quarterback. The height, the arm strength, the accuracy, the toughness. He's smart. He's tough. I mean, he checks every box. Like I'm, I'm not a good person to ask though because yeah. I'm too biased. But yeah, well, at least you admit uh, that. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm a Lawrence guy. So if my aunt has my, boy. my uncle. So you know what I mean. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, but no, I, I'm I'm horrified of Lawrence. I'll be honest. He's getting better every year, and yeah. uh, you guys have what you all of all all of you all four of you have what I've been searching for twenty plus years, and that's a franchise quarterback. Um, that is I'm true. Hoping, I'm hoping Malik or Will Levis is the guy because we need somebody to grow old with. You guys are going to be growing old with Lawrence and and 
AR we'll love to see the time anyway, though. I, th- I, th- I think that was a good pick for y'all. You know, having I a guy love him. Wait. He needs time. That's all he needs is just time to watch someone else do it. Watch yeah. Tannehill. It is is as much hate as whatever. Tannehill is a professional, man. He's been in the league. He, he You know, saying this ain't his first rodeo. And be able to watch a guy go to work, go to, you know, saying show up every day, know how to work a playbook, how to, how to go Monday through Friday, translate that to Sunday. He... I, yeah. I, I, I truly do like Will Levis a lot. Levis, yeah, he has the edge. He's got the swag. Yeah. You saw how pissed off he was on draft night, not getting yeah. paid oh, yeah. first round. Um, yeah. And I like the I like the guy that's a little bit annoying to the other people in the, yeah. in the NFL fan base because that's yeah. the guy you need. Like people hate on Joe Burrow, people hate on J- Josh Allen, Herbert because they got so much swag and they just they do miraculous things on a weekend basis that nobody would like them if they weren't fans. You, you need a guy that puts the fear of God in other teams. And, you know, the nice guys don't, you know, like Kirk Cousins doesn't scare anyone. Even if he throws the ball well, nobody goes into a Sunday scared of Kirk Cousins because he's a guy who still drives a friggin', you know, town and country to work. You know, he drives a minivan to work. You don't want that. You want a guy coming out of a Rolls Royce with a Rolex on his wrist and uh, he doesn't sign any autographs. He just walks right in and gives everyone a peace sign and then he goes and wins a football game. That's all we care about. So, you know, we'll see how that turns out. But I'm, I, got I like this guy. I like this guy. I like to be, he, he may be my new favorite Titans fan. I like this guy. I was watching the quarterback. I was like, yeah, he drives a fucking minivan. And you can't, you can't fear. You can't even respect that when you pull up. No. Like, that's the QB? Get the fuck no. out of here. He just drive off. him to the playoff game. I'd pick him up and bring him to the playoff game. <laughs> Couldn't wait for him to get into it. As the Giants were very, very ready for that as well last year. That's awesome, man. Okay, man. So this has been amazing, right? We're gonna close with one one final thing, and it's not even about our division. Let's just say, like right now, who to you guys, the entire league, who's the scariest team right now? Who would you just say today if you had to say Super Bowl without a doubt? What team is that? I'm gonna respect it until they're dethroned in Kansas City Chiefs, and that's out of pure respect Casey. for Mahomes and that team. I mean, until they Underthrown what Andy Reid does there with Mahomes, Kelsey, and that team. Got to give it to the Chiefs just out of pure respect. All right, Sal, what you got? I'm going to be honest. Uh, he's just looked too good too early that you got to assume that he's going to take even another step. I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, listen, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, they brought back Higgins. They are so close, and they've been so close. And yep. Joe Burrow is just another one of those guys that swag. is not a guy you want to piss off. He's a swag dude. The whole yeah. state of Ohio is behind him. He's bringing over Bengal or he's bringing over Brown fans. I think he's right. playing so well, and I, I they're not a team I want to see in January in any way, shape, or form. All right, uh, where you at, Matt? Uh, well, Bengals Eagles uh, would be my Super Bowl pick, um, but but my team is going to be the the Eagles, man. Um, you know, I, 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 all the respect to Kansas City, um, bet, best team in the world. Their jobs got harder. You know, the, the, they, they lost pieces. Not saying that they're not going back, man. All, all the faith in them. The jobs got easier for the Eagles, man. They, oh, the, no. the rich keep getting richer. Um, they just, they, they find ways, man. Um, Howie Roseman is the best GM in, in the NFL. Um, and I don't think that it's a close second. Um, they do the little things right. Um, I thought they had one of the one of the best drafts in the NFL, uh, man. And I just, I mean, run, run it back, man. I mean, I mean, what, what yeah. else can you say? I I don't want to be be the guy having to play Jalen Carter 
um and fletcher cox um nah man i'm i'm and jordan I'm davis and jordan <laughs> davis you're bringing brandon graham to I, come on man I'm good man i'm totally fine i y'all y'all can find another person to block i'm good that's insane bro real shit all right Where's pat i'll let i'll let you go i i'm gonna go with sal on this cincinnati um they've been building since they got burrow and they've done nothing but get better yeah. Every year. And I don't see it slowing down. Uh, it's harder to stay on top of the hill than yep. it is to get to the top. Okay. So I, and you know, everything he said, absolutely 100% accurate. Facts. And I will second what Matt said. I, I mean, they are so athletic on defense. And as you can see, I mean, that game was super close, right? It wasn't as if they showed a couple calls away from, yeah. Couple calls away. Their front four is going to be absolutely bananas. If not next year, by year two of that, with all of them kids together, I mean, they got, what, six, seven Georgia players on their team. Like, so these dudes, chemistry, yeah, they got to understand the NFL speed, but they already know how to play football together as a unit almost. That's insane to me, and I just think that people have not really thought about – I mean, go back to the days of, what was it, Clyde Simmons and Reggie White, like back in the day when they were just dominating shit up front. Like mm-hmm. I feel like that's where it starts. It starts in the trenches, and if you can dominate up front like that and just destroy anybody that's coming in trying to run the ball and make them one-sided, that's going to be tough. So, Well, let me ask you guys this. Yeah. With Philly losing their OC and their DC, you Don't still matter. think you still think they're going to be that dominant? Yes. yes, because the NFC as a whole is the JV. Uh, I was having this conversation. I'll, I'll make this fast. The top seven to eight quarterbacks in the NFL right now are all in the AFC. And this is in no particular order. Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence. Like you just go up and down the Aaron line. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, there's seven. And, and, and that's in no order. The top seven are all in the AFC. Your Jalen Hurts is maybe number eight, maybe. That's how good the a- the AFC is a gauntlet. That's why I think the Eagles. And now they're still a good team regardless, but I think the Eagles' path is much easier than going through the AFC with those quarterbacks because you have some dogs in the AFC, some dogs yeah. at quarterback. I think it's I think it's Dallas and Philly. Or is it two dog yeah, race in the NFC? Honestly. Yep. And that's yep. sad because Dallas isn't even that great. But yeah, I, the you know, NFC they, really, if you stare up yeah. and down the rosters and the teams on paper, not not good yeah. at all. Not good at all. Yeah, and then I, and I think about it too. Like it's nothing. It takes nothing away from what coaches and coordinators do. I know they have a tough job, but talent is there, right? You really just need somebody to orchestrate. So yep. what I'm saying is, I mean, you're not going to bring in you know Joe Blow off the street who only coached high school football. They're going to have somebody that that actually understands the game. But ultimately, the talent that's on the field, like you look at, at a 6'8 or 6'7 Jordan Davis or wherever the hell he is and a 6'6 whatever damn Jalen Carter he is and, and Fletcher Cox has been there for 13 years or whatever. Like, dude, just go kill people. Got it, coach. <laughs> like, like we don't have nothing to really coach here. So I think they'll be fine on both sides of the ball. And, we, and Nick Seriani is an OC himself, right? He, he did that in Indy, so. Head coach OC that kind of goes hand in hand with there, man. But uh, what I would like to do in the future, I mean, this was rivals. We can call this off season, you know, pre camp. I would like to maybe come back mid season and then have a close up, and we could take it to the Titans show if you guys want to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're going to have a Jonathan Taylor uh, yard tracker behind That's you on a whiteboard. Right. Well, you, you can bet your ass. Yes, Next time I see you, I'll have I'll have all the stats you want. <laughs> <laughs> you better you better going because if you, you want to get that average up, he's got to do a lot to get that average is low right now. That's like fifty yards fifty yards a game and two and a half years. You better hit the treadmill. He's got to get some speed up. <laughs> hit those weights, JT. All right. My boy said, "Clip it, man. I appreciate you guys' time, bro. This has been a blast, man. So, yeah, like I said, Sal has Sal has the uh, Talking Titan Sick Podcast. Please go follow them. Of course, we the, the Anvil Show Sick Podcast, Anvil Show. So please go out there, like, follow us, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. You know the whole deal. Same with the whole Sick organization. This is amazing, Sammy. Thank you for having putting this together for us. And go ahead and take us out of here. Appreciate you." Hey. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast and Bill Show on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.